Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Join the conversation. Call 1-300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Welcome to the show and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Hello and welcome to the show and go on SEN with myself, rugby tragic Jimmy Galvin and host Drew Mitchell. G'day Jimmy, what's going on mate? Happy to uh, spend another Sunday morning with you mate. Is that right, mate? Well, yeah. it's, uh, it should be a uh, a very happy Sunday morning indeed. It's someone's birthday yesterday, Drew. Well, look, yeah, that someone would be me. It was my birthday yesterday. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for the bladed mate, well wishes. I, I've actually picked you up a little something for your birthday today. A little bottle of Manly Spirits Lily Pilly Pink Gin, mate. So happy birthday to you there. Oh, thank I'm you. sure that will come in handy. Manly Spirits Lily Pilly Pink Gin. I'm just going to make sure it's not just rosé. I'm going to have a little swig of that. Oh, mate, you didn't have to do that. No, oh, mate, my, my absolute pleasure. We're, we're very lucky to be supported by Manly Spirits, Jin, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I know that you enjoy that stuff. There you go, cracking it already. Good to see. Now, it's been a huge week again in rugby, my friend. Uh, look, let's so go. I, sh- I, I just, before I cut you off, I know it was my birthday yesterday, but I also just want a quick little shout out to my main man over in LA, Adam Ashley Cooper. It's his 38th birthday today. So wow. happy birthday to Adam. Wow. He's one day after me, one test cap after me as well. I was 799, he's 800. My mum's name's Karen, his mum's name's Karen. There's just so oh, much alike. We were meant yeah. to be from the start. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. sorry, sorry to cut you off. Just oh, to no, shout not, out not at all. I'm just excited ahead of today's show because guess who we've got on the show today? Who do we have? Sakopi Kepu, the captain of Moana Pacifica. How good is that after their first win in Super Rugby? Yeah, look, that's amazing. Obviously, he spent so much time here in Sydney playing for the New South Wales Waratahs and, of course, the Wallabies. He's the inaugural captain of the Moana Pacifica. He's a proud Pacifica man himself, and I'm sure he's filled with pride after the team's performance over the weekend. How good How were those scenes? How good. Golden Point. How good is Golden Point? But also, not just Golden Point. We'll get into it, of course, but not just Golden Point. They ended up scoring a try from 80 metres. Oh, gorgeous stuff. Yeah, gorgeous that was epic. Stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting with Sakofi Kepu today. I think he's got a he's, he's had a wonderful career, and it, this is a really exciting time for him in that leadership role. Uh, but that also brings us into our tight five this week, Drew, the top uh, five stories in rugby at the moment, kicking it off with uh, Sakopi Kepu himself, the Moana Pacifica win. Uh, I just think that for, for Pacific rugby, that is just an enormous win uh, for what we're seeing in the islands. And I think just even with some of these uh, eligibility rule changes for countries such as Tonga, Samoa and Fiji, as we go into a World Cup year next year, we're going to see the most competitive teams from the Pacific Islands we've seen. And this Moana Pacifica win is a step in the right direction as well. Oh, look, absolutely. Obviously, the the inception of this team into into the competition, Super Rugby Pacific, gives a lot of players exposure. There's a, a good little mix of experienced players like Sakopi and also Christian Lelifano and Lamb as well. There's a, a, a number of players on have international experience. 
But then there's also the next generation of Pacifica players yep. coming through, getting exposure to to professional footy as well, and not just the the games of the eighty minutes, but the um, the, the, the preparations, the training facilities, the resources that go into professional teams as well, so they can maximise their potential. So, look, it's it, that it's huge that they're in the competition first and foremost, but also massive that they got their first win because because of the COVID situation over in New Zealand, this team, probably the team with the least amount of depth going into the competition, just the nature of having a new team going into it, they're having to play six games in three weeks coming up because they've got catch-up games because of postponed games from COVID. So, of course. So to, to, to start that sort of really tough period, to get a win, albeit over the Hurricanes, oh, the Hurricanes as well. I know. It's, it's That's not huge. an easy win. But you, you're spot on because it looked like a franchise, a, a really professional franchise coming together, playing some top footy, and they, they look well drilled. They didn't look like a team that has had a horrendous preparation for the season, Drew. Look, I, I think it's one of those things where – they may not have been able to go out there and perform on the pitch because of those um, COVID situations, but they what they would have been doing is is training in a bubble and just yeah. keep you know refining the craft and getting to know each other and working on combinations and and that type of thing. So, what they've been doing with their time is they've been spending it really well, and and you know it's almost one of those things. If if teams go in there and don't respect this Moana Pacifica team, you're going to get the same outcome as the as the Hurricanes did. Well, you know what, you know what, Drew, I like their jersey too. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice jersey. And and also the heritage round, a little uh, tip of the hat to the Samoan and Tongan heritage of the Pacificas as well. So yeah. sort of half the side was, was blue and the other half was red. It's really Just, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's one team that is really embracing culture. And, mm. you know, you look at the way that they announce their teams as well. They're in their traditional um, dress for, um, you know, the team announces the photo shoots. Just little things like that that are really um, not just – acknowledging but embracing and celebrating their culture which is fantastic yeah absolutely absolutely and next up we have the wallaby squad is announced the first one of the season a 40-man squad it's uh one maybe to put a rocket up some players and just let you know who's out and also to give some encouragement to who's in there and there were some omissions drew i think the most notable one is matt Moore. uh for me Probably saw it coming. He, uh, he he hasn't had the best start to the season. I think we've mentioned that on the show before. But I think what's exciting is who has been included in that squad. For me, Ben Donaldson getting the uh, getting the nod in the ten jersey. Well, in in the squad at yeah. least in the in the fly half role. I just think that's that's a great great selection. Yeah. Look, and I think we've just got to understand what this forty man squad is, right? It's a, it's a training squad that. We'll get in there and get exposed. And like we said last week, we'll get familiar with the environment, but also familiar with the calls and the play structures and things like that. You've got to look at also, they're not picking any players from outside, which you know, obviously there's been some adjustments to that rule, but Quade Cooper's probably going to still be in the mix. Mm. Uh, so um, Matt Tamua, he, he was left out of it. So maybe that was that's where Ben Donaldson came in. Um, yeah. But some, yeah, some players are, are picked on form. Some certainly are picked on form. Jed Holloway's of the world, the... Yeah. Ben Donaldson's, these players, but then also some players are probably picked on experience. In my opinion, Reese Hodge is probably one of those ones. Like he's, I, I think to his own admission, wouldn't be at where he wants to be right now, but he's getting picked because, you know, he's got the runs on the board. He's got the runs on the board so for the Wallabies. 60 caps, I think. Uh, yeah, 50, yeah, yeah, maybe 50 caps, I think. Yeah, but, creeping up on your numbers there, Drew. Oh, it's not about numbers, mate. It's about <laughs> performances. Um, but look, it, it, and it's, it's sometimes it's, it's these types of, conversations that you have with Dave Rennie with the coaching staff that you know that you need I, I played 10 tests in my first year in 2005 
got a bit ahead of myself in 2006, wasn't even in any 40-man squads. Yeah. So yeah. didn't play a test in 2006 because I, I got a bit of ahead of myself. And, really? And, and, yeah, and the form sort of waned. And, 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 uh, and as a result, I, I got the rocket and I responded. 2007 came back for the World Cup. So sometimes in players' careers, you can kind of get a little bit comfortable and just think that it's yeah. going to continue to the way that it has been. And you don't necessarily keep working on your craft and, and putting in the effort and making the sacrifice. And then all of a sudden you find yourself on the outer. So, um, look, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a good-looking squad. It's well-balanced. I think, um, yeah, like I said, players are picked on form. Nick Frost is another one in that, in that category. What I'm hearing about Nick Frost, so he's apparently signed in Panasonic. But I'm hearing there could be a bit of Cirque du Soleil. It could be a bit of a backflip on You're that. You're kidding. Yeah, I'm hearing that. I like that. He, um, yeah, and obviously with his in, uh, inclusion into the Wallaby squad, yeah. they may, we may just see him renege on that uh, that Oof. that signing over in Japan, so which would not go down well over there. No. It would go down very well here in Rugby I'd, Australia. I'd be, I'd be more than happy with that. I'd be more than happy with that. Well, next up. Well, on, on signings. On signings, Jordan Pattaya. Yeah. How good is that to see that he has committed to Australian rugby and to the Reds uh, for another, I think it's three, two to three years on that deal there. And um, that's a big coup for Australian rugby. We, He is a star. He's a star in the making. He's played at a World Cup now. Uh, he's finding form. I'd say there would have been a lot of interest for uh, his agents to go to market to places like Europe and Japan, and I think he would have picked up a pretty nice little dollar over there. But or, or yen or pound or yen euro. Or pound, euro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, he would have been. It's great to have him here. Yeah, it would have been highly sought after. Uh, he obviously thinks it, and we all think that he's got still so much to achieve in the gold jersey and also in the reds jersey as well. Um, I, I think. Watching him in the last few weeks, he looks more comfortable and also more happy. Yeah, he does. In that fifteen jersey, I certainly like seeing him in more space. He's getting more of that. Uh, I was, to, to my own admission, I thought maybe fifteen wouldn't suit as much because of um, a kicking game that needs to be developed. But that's what I was going you know to mention. I'm, I'm he's still got to, some work to do there. I mean, look, he still has some work to do, but he's doing a lot better than perhaps I thought he was yeah. going to. So I'm happy yeah. to eat my words on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, look, really like. The other thing I really like about Jordan at fullback is his defense has been strong, man. Yeah, yeah. Like it's some of those saving of, tackles yeah. last night were, were like tremendous. he's probably saving as many tackles as he's creating or scoring. So, um, yeah, look, it's a it's a, a big signing for Rugby Australia. Well done to to everyone involved in that. And then it brings us to our next one, the the slugfest in the wet that was the, the Reds, Reds versus the Waratahs. Tars. Wow, it was physical. Uh, the Tars, and, and we'll touch on this one later in our Pacific uh, Super Rugby Pacific wrap, but I, I think given the conditions, given the lead into the week for the Tars, that was a good game of footy. Oh, look, the the skills on display, it was torrential before the game. Oh. Like in, I was in the studio last night with Stan and we were looking at, we were talking to some players crossing over to them. They they were ankle deep in water in some parts, especially around, you know, like in the in goal and around the, the goalposts in some parts out there in the field. We know that Suncorp drains so well, but like it was torrential and the skills that were displayed were sublime. Like yeah. it, it must be said, like they were, uh, they played to the conditions well. It was a tighter game. You probably didn't see too much of the, the likes of, Stewart and Paisami. Uh, you probably saw the, the like the full forward pack performance from the, the forward packs, the nines and tens, and the and the fullback and at least one wing, yeah. which was Jock Campbell and Pattaya. They're playing a bit of a dual uh, fullback type of role. Big fan. Of Just Jock because Campbell. it was either it was either in tight or it was kick territory and counter attack. That was really most of the game. But in saying that, it was just a, a really interesting, intriguing tactical game that kept us engaged 
throughout. And uh, look, the the Reds were too strong. It was a bit of a fight back with a try to Tom Horton towards the back end. But yep. it was a good old school heritage round worthy. Reds versus Waratahs. Absolutely. And uh, last one on our tight five. Super W, the the match of the week that's coming up next week. We've been talking about it here all year. The Fijiana Ndrua versus our our Waratahs women's team. And they're both on the same amount of points at the top of the table. Uh, We've been talking about this clash that this is the game that women's rugby needs. I think there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. As they go into it, Mahalia Murphy, five tries last yeah. week. She is in some form. She's in some fine form. Yeah, look, the Waratahs, are, look, they're doing well. There's been a competition by this weekend. So uh, Serena Guama joined us also in the studio last night. She's like itching at the bit to go out there and and, and go in and uh, contest this Fijiana side. It's going to be a hell of a game up there on the Gold Coast. And um, look, everyone, if you can, just tune in and watch the girls go around because this arguably – Super W or Super Rugby Pacific? This could be the game of the round. Are you are you gonna are you gonna get up there for that? I'm not sure. I haven't looked at my roster. I'm not sure if I'm up there or if I might be in studio back here in in Sydney. But I hope I am rostered on up yeah. in the Gold Coast next yeah. weekend. That would be a cracker. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, if you want to talk rugby with us, we've got Sakopi Kepu coming up. Shoot us a text on 0457 736 736. That's 0457 736 736. You're listening to the Show and Go with Jimmy and Drew. See you after the break. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Hello and welcome to The Show and Go on SEN with Jimmy and Drew. Drew, how are we feeling today, my friend? Mate, I'm feeling pretty old. Pretty old. The, the oldest I've ever felt. 38? 38, yeah. Well, lucky you've got your manly spirits uh, gin here to celebrate. Yeah, thank you for the gift. Yeah, thank you for that. It's uh, it's nice stuff. Uh, Now, we are going into chat to one of the the Australian rugby greats who is now captain of the Moana Pacific, who have just notched their first win in history. Uh, Sakopi Kepu joins us on the line. Sakopi, welcome to the show and go, mate. Hey guys, yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, thanks for having me. Congratulations on your first win with the Moana Pacifica team. You must be uh, walking on clouds today. Yeah, um, mate, nah, you know, obviously very, very happy for the boys and, and obviously very proud of, of um, you know, of the, the whole group in terms of, you know, notching the win on the weekend. But yeah, look, it's still pretty, um, you know, we had to move on pretty quickly now that, We've got a game on Tuesday against the Blues, so yeah, enjoyed that. The you know the emotions in it, but uh, knowing that now we have to move forward and look forward to the Blues. Oh, the ultimate professional already looking ahead, Kevs, mate. First, I just want to go back a little <laughs> bit. Uh, you know, you went back home to New Zealand, and then all of a sudden you started playing some uh, some um, ITM Cup over there, but then also uh, got yeah. announced in the Moana Pacifica team, which everyone was just like super happy to see. But then, even more so, to be announced as captain. Can you just take us back a little bit, a few months, a, month, a few months back, rather, and just tell us what it meant? Because we obviously saw the pictures, and there was a lot of emotion in that room. Uh, what does it mean to you, mate, to be announced as the inaugural captain of the Moana Pacifica side? Yeah. Oh, hey, Drew, man. Nice, nice, nice to chat again. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, obviously, you know, I was, we were in London, and and. At the time, we we decided to come back for family reasons, um, to be closer to our, our family, and that. and 
never never thought that I'd be back playing super. That's for sure. Um, but you know, I sort of was thinking about transitioning into the coaching and, and stuff that I wanted to do. So um, got back, got the phone call. You know, a couple of months later from MPC coach at Counties, and then things sort of started to evolve. And yeah, um, you know, to be given the opportunity to play in the form one of Pacifica, you know, like a Norwood team, and was pretty. You know, I was sort of nervous a bit, um, but then uh, when I got asked by the coach if I would take the role, um, that was kind of like nothing I, I expected. You know, I just I was just happy to to be back playing rugby at, at Super Rugby level, and then to be given that was pretty uh, was really humbling. So yeah, I mean, obviously being of Tongan descendant, you know, um, to be able to to play for a team that represents you know our culture and stuff was pretty pretty special and, and to be able to lead the guys and just to see, you know, a lot of young guys, you know, coming through the ranks okay. that have missed out on previous Super Rugby teams to see them do well and, and get the opportunity is pretty mean. Hey, Caps, you, uh, just touching on uh, your, your time in London at, at London Irish there, yeah. um, have you noticed a big difference from going and playing in England in the style to coming back and yeah. playing Super Rugby? Yeah, I mean... You know, the it's high octane octane rugby, isn't it? Super rugby. It's, yeah. How are those lungs, bro? Right. Uh I'm definitely feeling, you know, thirty six uh after a game. Um no, but it's 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 fun, man. It's it's open expansive rugby. It's um for me it's it's the you know, and you would know Drew, it's mm. probably the best kind of rugby that you'd ever play. It's um but it was a challenge for me to you know, come back and be able to get back up to speed and um, you know, in England, it's again, it's it's getting it's the open rugby is sort of starting to progress there, but very still much uh, forward orientated. The scrums, the moors, the lineouts, um, forward orientated. It's it's still pretty big over there. Kevs, you, you touched on how proud a Tongan man that you are, and also I remember yeah. back in the day in the Waratahs, as a little team Tongan in, within the squad. <laughs> yeah, but mate, there's been a, there's been some changes to eligibility eligibility rules rather. Is that yeah. something on the horizon for Sakobi Kepu? Uh, firstly, are you or would you be eligible come twenty twenty three World Cup next year in France? And if so, would you like to pull the red jersey of Tonga on? Oh mate, look, um, yeah, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm I'm getting on, and and the way I look at it, you know, firstly, yeah, I'll be eligible as of I think September October this year. Um, last time I played for the Wallabies was in the World Cup yeah. against Russia. Uh, Georgia, sorry, um, and then yeah, but uh, you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there, uh, so to speak. But um, you know, there's a lot of young guys coming through, and I'd much rather give the opportunity to those you know the young talent coming through. And if I'm a water boy or a, something in that campaign, I'd I'd uh, I'd be happy to go to a World Cup. Caps, you know, come and, on, just that way. <laughs> you're, you're known for your humility, but if Todai Kefu gives you a call and says, Caps. I need your experience to anchor this scrum at the World Cup. Are you going to do it? <laughs> uh, oh man, it's yeah. Look, oh, it's a it's a massive decision, but um, yeah. Look, we'll see how the body goes in yeah, the next nice. few weeks. Well, we we uh, hope to see you up there out there for Tonga if if yeah. the, if it all plays out the way that we want to. And and Kevin, yeah. who are some players that we should be watching out in the Moana Pacifica squad this year? Who has really uh, excited you throughout the preseason? Obviously, it's been a bit of a a studded start with how the COVID situation's been for yeah. uh, uh, for for your team in NZ, and there's there's a lot of catch up uh, games for you guys to have. But 
Who are some players in the yeah. squad that we should should be uh, keeping an eye on uh, by the time that the Aussie teams play against Moana Pacifico? Yeah, um, look, we've got we've got some yeah some guys that have just got sort of exposure at this level. A guy named uh, Solomon Funaki, he's played seven on the weekend, massive work rate. Um, a few touches there, a few, few offloads um, that created the tries. You know, Henry Timestow has played at the Brumbies and the and the and the Force. Um, he's having a immense season so far. You know, we've got a you know um, Lincoln McClutchy that's sort of sharing that jersey with with um, he's a team that plays with yeah. Christian. Um, you know, we've got Danny Tuala that scored the winning try on the weekend. Mm, yep. You know. Um, the Brizzy boy, um, Levi Almore, he's uh he played thirteen on the weekend. You know, so guys like that. Yeah. That Willie Havili at the back, you know, David Havili's younger brother. Some exciting talent and as you can see though, those guys can make something out of nothing and yeah. they're very you know, it's their first sort of first year in professional rugby in, in super rugby level and you know, still very excited about guys that haven't had an opportunity that are and they're not in the 23. They're they're pushing for chances as well this Tuesday. So, yeah, there is a, a massive amount of of guys there waiting in the wings to to uh, to to play at this level. But those are to name a few other guys that have really impressed me over the last you know couple of weeks. Nice and mate. Now that Arnie Jacinta is about to break down the the divide between Australia and New Zealand, we might be able to see some games across uh, between all Super Rugby Pacific teams. Have you? Looked at the calendar as to when you might be facing your old team, the Waratahs. How was, how's that going to feel? Uh, yeah, mate, it's it's it'd be a, a weird one, but uh, obviously, you know, still very much uh, blue blood as we, um, you know, obviously Waratahs, you know, have been a massive part of my my yeah. life, and that'll always hold a special place in my heart. So, um, yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a weird one, but it's something one that I look forward to. I think that's going to be late April, early early May. I think it is um, after our Super Round Rebels, and then it's back here to play the Tars at Mount Smart. So but I love how you're all uh, over the dates. You know when you're eligible. <laughs> you know when you're playing the Tars. You are an organised father, aren't you? <laughs> when you when you have four kids and you have to try and get a, a, a routine, um, yeah, you sort of have to plan ahead and and. Obviously, doing school drop-offs and everything, and having to share those responsibilities. I'll have to take your word for it, Caps. <laughs> Caps, thanks so much for joining us on the show and go this morning, and go well for the rest of the season, and congratulations on your first win. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Look forward to catching up, bro. Awesome. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Thanks, Drewway. Good to hear from you. You too, man. That's Kofi Kepu, captain of the Moana Pacifica team, joining us there. And join us after the after the news here, Drew, because uh, we've got Bernard Foley joining us oh, from Japan. Ja- yeah, how good is that? So we're going to have a bit of a chat with Bernard. We're also going to wrap up that round of Super Rugby and more. Join us after the break. This is the Show and Go on SEN. Welcome to the Show and Go with Jimmy and Drew on SEN. Welcome back to the show and go on SEM with myself, Rugby Tragic. Jimmy you are Gowder. a tragic, aren't you? Tra- I'm tragic in many ways. Actually. Oh, mate, so many ways. It's it's pathetic. And, uh, <laughs> and Wallaby, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Wallaby Drew Mitchell. Drewy, we have a superstar joining us. You used to play with him uh, at your time in the Wallabies and the Waratahs. I did. A couple of World I Cups did. together, I'd say. And uh, we're actually joined by Bernard Foley over in Tokyo right now. Bernard, welcome to the show and go, my friend. G'day, guys. Yeah, a self, 
uh, proclaimed tragic as well. So, Jimmy, you're in good company. <laughs> good man, good man. Mate, how is life treating you over in Japan at the moment? Yeah, it's going well. We, uh, besides, I've just done a, uh, a small hamstring strain, but uh, other than that, the uh, the season's kicking along well. We're probably two-thirds through. Um, so we're into the, the business end of it, which is exciting. And um, life up here is has been affected by COVID, but also um, it's been a really good experience. Nadsa, Drew here. Mate, I just want to firstly just ask how you're feeling because I got a, a nice little belated birthday message from you last night, you and uh, Paddy Ryan, another former Waratah teammate, just having a couple of birthday beers on my behalf. How have you pulled up? Yeah, no, not too bad, Drew. You know the uh, the Tokyo night scene can get get the best of you. Oh, uh, my God. There was a game, there was a, a Sunwolves game that you were commentating one day that I think you came <laughs> off back of about half an hour of sleep and you were uh, trying to catch up in the tunnel before the game. But yeah, um, Rapongi no, got the better all, of me. All's well. All's well. We uh, we knew it was a big milestone for Drew, so we had to, uh, to to celebrate accordingly. Jump in the onsen today, mate, just to recover. Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. We'll be doing uh, that. The what bike and the onsens uh, will get a workout today. Mate, we've just had our uh, the first 40-man Wallaby squad announced here in Australia last Sunday afternoon. Dave Rennie announced his first squad of the year. Firstly, did you get a chance to have a look at it and run your eyes over it? What are your thoughts? And also, is there still ambition from Bernard Foley to be involved in a, an upcoming squad and an upcoming World Cup? Well, firstly, yeah, I think it was a, uh, a pretty exciting squad. And I think it, what it did, it rewarded guys who, who had been playing well, who had Done well in the in the Super Rugby this year, and who have taken their chances. So I think it's uh, it's exciting time for those guys who who got selected and, and who get to attend the uh, the Wallaby camp. I remember, you know, it's always um, it, it's it's for, for those new guys who, who get selected for the first time. You know, it's it's a great experience, and um, it's a it's it's what they've been living living for for so many years. So to get that recognition, but you know, it's definitely not the be and end all for them. They're going to go on and. And kick on, and hopefully make a, a a long wallaby career. For me personally, there's always ambition, Drew. Um, you know, looking at World Cups and 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 also you know playing alongside yourself and and Drew um, and Matt Giddo when they came back. You know, it was great to see the influence and the um, experience that you guys were able to add in 2015 to the squad. So there's always ambition. I, I look at the World Cups. I look at uh, the wallaby games and, and love watching. So. Um, there is that, that fire that burns within as well. Bernie, you're playing with the Kubota Spears at the moment over in Tokyo, uh, and you, you've been in some fantastic form at the moment. Uh, what have you enjoyed about playing in the Spears setup? Is, is it a, a different style of rugby in Japan from what you're expecting? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think the it's, a, it's completely different in terms of the company model over here. So you play for companies such as the Kubota, there's other teams that are Panasonic, um, Suntory, Mitsubishi, Toyota, all those sort of kids. So there's a, there's a great uh, life lesson when you come over here that you play with guys who are also workers of the company and um, factory workers or, or, you know, they go in an office job. So for me, that was the uh, recognition that, and just the acknowledgement of how good uh, we get it in, in rugby. You know, you, you, we could be working day jobs or we could be um, working office jobs. But for me, it was a, a really good 
um, recognition and, and, and sort of humbling experience to understand and, and go back to sort of the core roots of rugby. And I think Japan, um, it definitely allows you to do that. You, you sort of understand why you're playing the game and uh, you play it for the real, real reasons up here and it's enjoyable. There is that uh, aspect of the Japanese that they don't have the physicality or the size of other other nations, so they have to find a way. And I suppose that way is trying to play quick ball speed, trying to play attacking rugby, and um, you know that resonates really well with me. Now, you just spoke about how you've had to adjust to the footy up there in Japan. What about the lifestyle? What are some of the things? Obviously, there's a language barrier. Um, other things in terms of just getting around and you're doing your day-to-day uh, you know, errands and things like that. What are some of the biggest things you've had to adjust to? Yeah, it's definitely a uh, an adjustment, but I, th- I think that's probably why you enjoy the experience or why you take that challenge on of, of living overseas and getting out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah, it, it, Japan is one of those places where um, some of the, the most simple tasks or the, the most mundane tasks become uh, quite difficult because of the language barrier and because of uh, the, the different obstacles. But I've uh, enjoyed, you know, one thing I suppose is trying to uh, pay your bills. Um, you, you're trying to do it online. You can't do it because there's no English spoken. So then you, you walk down to the convenience store um, and that's where you can do absolutely everything. But even then, the, per- the person looking like looking at you look like you're an alien trying to pay with money, trying to pay with the, uh, notes. And To be fair, sometimes know, you when you turn up, you'd probably look like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, it goes both ways sometimes too. Mate, I, I just—I was always a big fan of the bidets over in Japan. Have you, have you got around that, or are you not a fan? Are you just a bit more of the, the paper wiper? No, it's it's definitely one of the joys of living in Japan. <laughs> I've, I've always said, I've always said when I uh, when I move back home, I'm bringing one of the uh, the Japanese toilets. Um, oh, good, there's, good. there's a couple of things that are really. Uh, Efficient and cleanliness is definitely one of the Japanese strengths. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely be bringing one of the Japanese toilets back home. Bring one for me too, please. (laughs) Well, Bernie, thank you you so much. You need one, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) More more for luxury. Uh, Bernie, (laughs) thanks for joining the show and go with us this morning. Good luck for the rest of the season with the Kubota Spears over there. And I hope... As the year goes on, as we go into Wallaby Squad's announcements into the Rugby World Cup, that we see your name in the fold there, mate. Thanks a lot, guys. Great to have, uh, great to be on the show and go. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Speak to you Thanks, soon. Thanks, Bernie. That's Bernard Foley uh, from the Wallabies over in Japan at the moment. We'll be back with the show and go just after the break. Time now for the Super Rugby Wrap on the show and go. We are here for the Super Rugby Rap, Drew, and it was quite an exciting week in rugby, in Super Rugby land. Of course, we've touched on, on it already. Moana Pacifica, 24 over the Hurricanes. Fantastic game of footy and a historic game of footy. Yeah, huge result. Um, really happy to, for the Moana Pacifica side to get that one, uh, just, you know, just to get their first game. And yeah. also against a really quality side in the Hurricanes and, yeah, and the, no also just the way they did it. We've mentioned it, golden point, but don't worry about a field goal or or a penalty goal. We'll go 80. Danny mm. Tuala, on debut, birthday boy, scores the try to win it for the Moana Pacifica. Awesome scenes. Absolutely, absolutely. They are no easy beats, the Hurricanes. They have been a mainstay over the years in Super Rugby and a successful team. 
awesome to see, and I like Golden Point. I think it's great for the game. I think it's a lot of fun. It's probably something we picked up from NRL, I'd say. But no, look, no, we, we, we had it in uh, Super Rugby last year, Super Rugby AU, and I, look, there was, it was Super Try to try and avoid teams just going for the field goals and penalties. But I'm hearing it was the players that said, no, we want Super uh, Golden Point, yes. not, not Super Try. And yeah. the players got their way, which okay. rightfully so. It's a player's you game. You've got your ear to the ground, don't you? I do. Uh, next up was the Rebels, 42 over the Fijian Drua. Hey, uh, good to see the Rebels get their first win. I know we've been harsh on them on the show here, fairly, justly. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, when you looked at Kevin Foote and Michael Wells in that post-match press conference with a smile on their face, they looked like they had a lot of weight lifted off them. I, th- I think heads would have rolled if they lost. Oh, no, I think it was probably still a little bit too early, given that Kevin Foote's only just new in the job. Um, but certainly a lot of pressure on them. And... What I liked about the performance was smart footy. Playing against the Fijian and Drua side, you know that they're gonna, they want it unstructured. They want it frantic. They want it chaotic. And what the Rebels didn't allow was for that to happen. They just played territory. They put in the right areas of the field. They went to set piece. They kept it tight and put sustained amounts of pressure on this Fijian and Drua side and accumulated points. And not, not in a way they've done previous weeks like the, against the Waratahs last week where they accrued points through penalty goals. Yeah. This time it was through tries, and it's it's just such a different mindset when you're a defending team and you're getting tries accrued on you rather than than penalty goals. Like yeah. you, um, sometimes I think when some teams go, oh, we'll go for three, sir. It's almost like a bit of a relief because you feel like you're under so much pressure, yeah. and that the damn walls may crack soon. Whereas now I felt like the the decision making they got it right more often than not. Uh, over, over the weekend where they felt the pressure was on and they kept it going and got the reward. Well and, done, the and Rebels. Andrew Kellaway, being, being a former winger yourself, seeing Andrew Kellaway's footy at the moment, you, you must you say they're pretty good signs. Yeah, look, he's he was in fine form last year. He started the season with an injury and he's certainly found his way since uh, since coming back. So a lot to like about Andrew Kellaway, but also finally we're starting to see some improvement and on, you know, Tracking in the right direction, the Rebels. Absolutely. Next up, uh, this for me was match of the round, actually. Force on force versus Brumbies on Friday night. Uh, 39-38, high scoring, high intensity over in Perth. Mate, that uh, that was exciting footy. It was. It was a great game. And, you know, the Perth haven't had rain for four months or something, I'm told. And there was a bit of rain about as well. So they had to contend with those conditions. And then, yeah, look, the, the, the lead changed a number of times throughout the match. There was obviously... Um, a, a send-off. Yeah, contentious a, a, one. A try-saving tackle in some people's eyes, but a penalty try in the referee's eyes, which meant that Tom Banks is already off the field. He's, I think he might have fractured his cheekbone. Yeah, He'll be so. out for three to four weeks, I'd say. <laughs> That's a pain. From what I'm hearing. Um, but he, got, he received a red card while already on the bench getting um, medical attention. And... You know, and then it's having to manage those types of situations when you've got players off. And, um, but, yeah, look, a, a really good game. A really good really game, good game. From, from those two sides. Just, just on that Banks incident where the, the, there was a head clash uh, and, and he was sent from the field because he was defending it, Dan McKellar, the coach of the Brumbies, has come out and said there should be an orange card system where there's a, a card shown for maybe unintentional foul play like this would be deemed. I, I don't think that Tom Banks was coming in intentionally yeah. to, to well, clash heads. You know? Red cards should be for foul play, right? Like yes. if, it's, if there's malice, if there's foul play, if there's no duty of care or anything like that. And I, I don't think you could sit there and argue with me. And, I, and if you do, I don't want to hear it, that he went in with any malice to have a head no. clash with Tony no. Pulu. I wouldn't argue with you. Like it's, I just think there's got to be some room 
for rugby collisions. Yes. You know, like there's – I was watching after that. There was plenty of times where people made contact with their head inadvertently at ruck time or whatever it might be. So if you're going to get nit- nitpicking around that, then you've got to send everyone off, right? I, you, you look at it – and I don't want to draw comparisons too much to the martial arts, but there are times where fighters will have an accidental head clash and they won't be docked points because it's accidental, right? Both mm. both players are trying to achieve an outcome. On this occasion, it was Tony Pulu trying to score a try. It was Tom Banks trying to make a tackle. There was a rugby – look, and I understand also the people probably listening going, no, he's got to go lower and he's got to get his technique right. Yeah, to a degree, he should. Like, absolutely. But it's not red card worthy. No, no. Um, and so I, I don't mind the idea of, you know, perhaps rugby – Accident, rugby accidental head clashes becoming a, an orange card or something, an amber even, like the, amber. the traffic lights. But amber, I like that. Yeah, um, but something in between. I think we just got to, like losing someone for 20 minutes and then having them replaced and f- for a red card, like red cards should be for foul play. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, yeah. Two, two standouts in that game for me, Lenny Kitao and Ryan Lonergan. I think they are... Uh, they're in that Wallaby squad for good reason, and it'll be interesting to see where they stand in the pecking order when the test matches become, um, you know, as we go into those later mm-hmm. in the year. Uh, one for me from the force, Isaac Rodder. Where does he stand in your eyes for Wallaby selection? I feel like this is a loaded question. I feel like you want to tell me where you where he stands in your eyes. <laughs> it is a loaded question because I still have a sour taste in my mouth of how he uh, was not willing uh, to be a part of what all the players were doing during COVID in terms of taking a pay cut to make sure the game uh, continued through a pandemic. Uh, but I also think he's playing decent footy. And I'm interested to hear in your view, does that decision he made around COVID affect his selection? And is his selection good enough to be in the Wallabies, a starting Wallaby second row? Look, I, I don't think it'll affect his, like the decision he made. I don't think it'll affect his his decision moving forward. I, I think it was interesting that he said that he left, well, basically he left when all the players took a pay cut, but then also in his announcement to re-sign, he said that he's he just wants to play for the jersey. So something's changed in the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah. But look, if he's, if he's formed good enough, he should be there. And I think, you know, the only, the only potential that it could affect his selection is if Brad Thorne was the coach yeah. <laughs> because he was the man that he left. But um, look, he, he's been in some good form. The, the locking position is pretty stacked. Yeah. You know, you look at Swain. Now you look at Frost. Uh, there's plenty of, you know, then you've also, you've got the Arnolds, you've got the Skeletons, you've got the Caden Nevilles. You've got, you know, there's plenty of people that uh, Dave Rennie can choose from, which is good because it means these players need to be on top of their game week in, week out, like you have to do at a World Cup. Play at the best of your ability week in, week out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we then we saw the, the Blues get over the Highlanders, 32-25. The Crusaders over the Chiefs in their home coming to Hamilton, where Brady Retallick has picked up a thumb injury. Uh, and uh, their coach, Clayton McMillan, uh, actually got COVID before the game, similar to D- D- uh, DC, Darren mm. Coleman, for the Reds-Tars game in Brisbane last night, which we've touched on earlier. It was a hard and fast game. There was obviously some incidents with Dane Zander and, and, and Tate McDermott mm-hmm. being pushed off the field for foul play. Well, well Tate McDermott was just a knockdown. Um, is, is, that, is that considered foul play? Well, no. It's intentional. It's, it's an intentional. That's it's not foul play. Foul. That, that, that's, yeah, no, that's like... Um, no, that's, yellow, that's fine. Xander's was direct contact to the head. Uh, yeah, red. That was, anyway, that, that, that could be an amber. Uh, obviously, we saw uh, Tay and Edmund come into the 10 role there as well. Look, a great game of footy um, and, and a lot for the Tars to build on. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see where, where the Tars are going to be when Hooper and Gordon come back into that lineup. 
Jamie Roberts, our guest last week, had an absolute cracker yeah, he was good. Uh, for his first starting game for the Waratahs, and I think there's a lot there. Uh, and, and obviously for the Reds, they're looking pretty pretty good, I think. that I Especially think up in Suncorp. Geez, I they like so. playing there, don't they? They do. They really do. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. I, I get, get it, it too. That's a Super Rugby wrap coming to you on the show and go on SEN. We'll see you after the break. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN. Drew, it's time to have a look towards next week. A look towards the future. A look towards the future indeed. Well, I think there's some fantastic games going on. Tell me about them, Jimmy. Moana Pacifica versus the Blues. Now, I think that's an exciting one. The Blues, for me, are probably the benchmark at the moment in Super Rugby. And Moana Pacifica coming off their first win. Uh, that is actually on a Tuesday night. This Tuesday yeah, this night. One of the uh, the postponed games, the catch-up games. The tough, this is where the Moana Pacifica depth will be tested. And also their recovery. I know what I'll be doing on Tuesday night. I might get I might get pizza in on a Tuesday and watch that game. Really though? Yeah, I do that sometimes. You do, but I I wouldn't say sometimes. I'd say maybe too often. I eat curry too often, and I've <laughs> owned that. <laughs> Fair point. Next game. Next game is Crusaders Highlanders. For me, Crusaders are going to trump the Highlanders here. I think the Highlanders are probably the target team in New Zealand that most people will want to get the W over, uh, and they still just haven't gelled. The next one, Fiji and Drua and the Waratahs. That one's going to be up be a good in one. Queensland. They're on the Gold place. Coast. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I think that's going to be a really good game. I think the, fir- the first game of the year, we saw the Waratahs get the win out at Bank- oh, well, Com- Combank Stadium, I believe it's called yeah. now, at, uh, at Parramatta there. Um, both have had a chance to get some runs on the board, and I think that's going to be a really good game of rugby. A um, couple, of, couple of guys back from injury, hopefully maybe Ben Donaldson might be back. We may see Jake Gordon, but I think he might have another. Maybe Hoops. Is that right? Is is that the rumours you're hearing? Well, I mean, I I heard him say last week he's fully functional and he's doing everything at training. So why wouldn't you unleash the beast? Unleash the beast. I think we'll see uh, a huge lift to the Waratahs there with his experience and vigour on the field. He's just something else. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Charlie Gamble and, and, and Hoops as well there. Next up is the Blues versus Moana Pacifica on the... the uh, in fact, it's saying here again on the Saturday, so two times in a week. Yeah, that's that's what they've got. They've got six games in three weeks, mate. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. Reds, Brumbies after that, uh, which will be a cracker. And then the Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. What else we got, Andrew? We've also got some Super W action. Make sure you check out arguably the game of the weekend in all competitions. Waratahs versus the Fiji Arnold and Drua. Then you've got the Reds versus the Rebels and the Brumbies ladies go up against the Force. I can't wait for that week of Super W and Super Rugby that's coming up. Thanks for a great show today there, Drew. No, thank you. And thank you for the birthday wishes and the birthday spirits. Yeah, manly spirits. They, they like to provide great birthday gifts. And I think we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll tuck into a few after this, mate. We Happy deserve birthday it. birthday to you. Thank this you, This is mate. the show and go on SEM with Jimmy and Drew. We'll see you next week.